then they released it, and I was like, that's the same bow. I mean, to look at it, it looks exactly the same. So I, when, as you shot it, like, what were some of the differences that you felt in it? Even Matthews is saying incremental, small, tiny little changes. It's a, called a short stop stabilizer and uh, or dampener, whatever they want to call it. But they call it the short stop, and um, a lot of guys have been calling it other inappropriate things. All right, guys, welcome back to the eHunter newscast. Got a great podcast for you today. On the podcast, I have Garrett Weaver of the On Point podcast and YouTube channel. If you guys have been following the eHunter newscast for a while, you'll remember Garrett. He uh, he was on with me last year. We talked about the 2020 bows, and you know, the great thing about Garrett is he he shoots all these bows. He becomes very familiar with them. So, so this is actually part one of, of the 2021 bows. Garrett hasn't been able to shoot all the bows yet, and so we wanted to sit down and talk about the ones that he has shot, which would include Hoy and Matthews. And so, um, the majority of this podcast is related to those those brands of bows, but we do talk about some other ones. Um, and we just we have a good little chat session talking about different things. So if you're in the market for a new bow or just interested in what the new changes are, stick, uh, stay tuned and uh, you'll hear a lot about these, these new bows. Uh, pretty cool, you know, not a lot of changes with some of the different brands, but other brands, they, they make some pretty significant changes. Um, actually kind of caught me by surprise when, uh, when Garrett told me which bow he would be buying if he was buying a new bow in 2021. So. Before we get to the podcast, though, guys, as always, we want to thank our title sponsor, Vortex Optics. Vortex sponsors everything that we do here at eHunter. We're grateful for them. They are awesome. If you guys haven't checked them out, go to their website, vortexoptics.com. And um, man, they got everything, rifle scopes, binoculars, spotting scopes, accessories. Uh, they got the Vortex Wear stuff coming out. They've got the Vortex Edge uh, program that they've got coming out. So... Go check them out. Lots of cool stuff is going on over there at, at Vortex. Also, stay tuned. We're going to have some giveaways coming up here pretty quickly on our social media platforms. So um, stay tuned for those. Also, we have a monthly sponsor for the podcast this month, which is PhoneScope. If you guys are not familiar with PhoneScope, uh, they've actually sponsored us in the past and um, love PhoneScope. I use it every single year. Uh, it, it's basically what it is. It's an attachment. It's a a case for your phone so you put your phone in there and then it's got an adapter that goes to whatever optic you use whether it's your binoculars or whether it's your spotting scope I use my spotting scope more for videoing and, and video or sorry video of pictures um, but phone scope is is awesome um, it really kind of the front runner in um, digital whatever you want to call it taking pictures through your optics it, it, it's amazing so like I said, I use it all the time. I love it, and if you've seen some of our YouTube videos, a lot of that footage is taken through a phone scope. Curtis uses the, um, the phone scope precision, the, the mount that goes on your scope, and you'll see a lot of his um, fox hunting videos are done through his phone scope. So, great company. Um, they're close to my hometown there in Utah, and uh, just a bunch of you know really cool guys that are have made it made an awesome product for us to use as hunters as outdoorsmen but really whatever you do if, if you bird watch if you hunt if you just like to go glassing um, really cool product so we want to thank them for sponsoring the podcast this month so we're grateful for all of our sponsors appreciate them the support they give us grateful for your guys support as well um, please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast that does mean a lot to us also if you guys want to mind please leave us some reviews some some star ratings whether that be on Apple Podcasts or Podbean or whatever, leave comments, guys. Those kind of things go a long ways for us, getting us to the top of of the uh, search engines. So, if you guys want to mind doing those things for us, we would greatly appreciate it. But please, please, please subscribe to the podcast. Um, without further ado, let, let's jump into the podcast with with Garrett. If you guys have any questions about this, we we talk about it at the end. You can reach out to either one of us. Um, we'd be more than happy to answer any questions that you guys have. So, appreciate you guys. Let's jump right into it. 
All right, guys, welcome back to the eHunter Newscast. Got an exciting episode for you guys today, and actually uh, similar to an episode that we did um, last year, and, and actually just talking about it before I hit record. It was one of our better podcasts last year. So so on the podcast today, I have Garrett Weaver of the On Point Podcast. If you guys haven't uh, checked out his podcast or his YouTube page, um, you're missing out because he, he does a lot of uh, cool stuff on there. So Garrett, welcome back, man. What's going on, man? Thanks for having me, dude. So stoked to have you back. Um, you are the uh, you are the <laughs> bow connoisseur, the bow whisperer kind of guy. So, <laughs> well, uh, not self proclaimed, but yes, yes. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, cl- I'll proclaim it. I'll I'll put that that out there. I've watched a lot. Well, I'm not gonna even claim to even know what I'm talking about when it comes to bows. <laughs> I mean, I hunt with bows, and that's that's pretty much the extent of it. And so. I, I watch a lot of your YouTube videos to kind of figure out what the heck I'm supposed to do with these things. So I appreciate it. I think you know it sounds like a couple of people watch them. So that's that's uh, that's <laughs> I, I appreciate it, man. Thank I, you. <laughs> I've seen the stats. I think you got more than a couple, Garrett. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Shoot. Well, Garrett, actually, you know what? If you wouldn't mind, just take a, a second. I, I'm sure everybody <laughs> knows who you are because they've listened to the other podcast. But maybe take a, a, a couple minutes and tell us about you. Well, uh, Garrett Weaver from uh, Oregon, and uh, born and raised here, grew up hunting, you know, blacktails, Roosevelt's, mule deer. We, we, Oregon is game rich, so we hunt pretty much everything here, bear, and uh, got into bow hunting on my own um, uh, in high school, and basically had to figure that out without having any mentorship, like hardly any. Um, the guy that set up my bow gave me a crash course on how to shoot it for about 10 minutes. And then that was about all I got. So, uh, (laughs) fast forward a few years, uh, start finding, like I found success for deer. Um, elk took me forever to find success with a bow, but deer and, uh, learned a lot of hard lessons along the way, made a lot of mistakes, shot a lot of arrows and, uh, you know, ended up saying, you know, I need to post the YouTube video and, and then it kind of just kind of blew up from there. I, I was posting a video of me shooting a halon and it, and it kind of took off and guys were asking questions and, and, uh, finally I, I figured out, well, Hey, if I take the you know spotlight off myself and just trying to help people, maybe I could, you know, make a YouTube channel and, uh, kind of just spiraled from there, man. I mean, it, it's, I started doing gear reviews and shooting tips and tricks and talking to experts and getting mentorship from guys that, you know, have run, have won, um, you know, championships and triple crowns and just, I just, you know, became a sponge and now it's just, it's, it's what I talk about like every day. So, uh, that's what I do. And, and, um, you know, I, just like it says in my profile, I share my passion for hunting and, and helping people along the way. And, and that's what I do. It's really funny how, like, you know, I mean, obviously this is my passion as well. Hunting is, is kind of my life. It, everything that I do pretty much revolves around, hunting as far as hobbies go anyways and and i mm-hmm. love doing this podcast because i learn more than i probably help other people and i'm, I'm sure you found <laughs> the same as you've done all your yes. reviews and things like that yeah i i well with the podcast man i i literally i'm asking a lot of these questions because i honestly want to know i mean there's a few podcasts where i have guests where you know i don't want to be the expert i want to have them provide the answers and i know you know what they're going to say before i ask it and there's been a few of those but 99% of them, it's like, I'm learning right beside the audience. Mm-hmm. And um, it's been a huge blessing in my life. I've made a lot of good friends, you know, I get to meet people like you and talk to people like you. And it's just, it's just really cool, man. Some of the some of the greatest people I've met have come since I started the podcast, and really started networking and, and, and making phone calls and just helping people. And, and it's, um, it's been a huge blessing in my life. I, I one of the best decisions I ever made. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree so. with you more with what we've done with E-Hunter, same thing. The people that you meet is, is absolutely amazing. And the knowledge base mm-hmm. that you get, I don't, you know, you couldn't really get it any any way else. I mean, it would take a long time to, to learn what you learn, but as you talk to people, you know, you, you, you feed off of them and what they know, um, they come with tips and tricks, and it's just, it's it's unbelievably helpful. And yeah, I am not like I said in the beginning. I am not, especially when it comes to bows. I'm not the most. I'm not the smartest guy. I'm not the smartest uh, or sharpest tool <laughs> in the shed when it comes to it. I, I know how to kill with it, and that's that's pretty much the extent of of where I go with it. And so I I love leaning on guys like you that that know what they're talking about. So, but um, well, yeah. 
I, I appreciate you being back on on the podcast. And just for the listeners, um, we're going to actually do this in a two-part series. Um, we're going to start – this podcast is going to be about two specific um, bow brands um, and because we, we've got a lot of, to talk about about these two brands. And then um, we'll do a, a part two of this where we'll talk about some other brands as well. So, mm-hmm. so Garrett, let's jump into it. And, you know, we talked last year about um, all the different bows and – I, I think at that time I just barely bought my new Matthews um, VXR, and and I love it. I mean, that, I I love that bow. It has done amazing the past year. Um, I I really couldn't ask for any more out of the that bow. So, so if you don't mind, let's start with the Matthews. Uh, tell us what Matthews has for 2021. So they're calling it the V3, and they have a 31 and I believe a 27 and um I I honestly I have to my memory sucks so I have to go back and watch my own videos to like <laughs> what were the specs on that again so um so yeah they they came out basically with and I call it the version three and I think that's probably where they were headed with that and so when guys are you know saying well you know they changed this and that and this and that yes they did they changed a few things but even Matthews is saying incremental small tiny little changes is pushing the needle and that's what they're doing and i agree they they pushed the needle they've came out with some great bows starting with the halon that platform which they are currently still riding um and now you're getting it basically from a halon six you're slimming it down you made it a little bit longer to traverse and now you're going back and you're sleeking it down every year down into what we call the v3 and there's a 31 inch ata and a 27 inch ata and the V1 basically would have been the Vertex, and then the V2 would have been the VXR, and now the V3 is the V3. So um, even Matthews is, is basically owning the fact that they're making tiny little tweaks, and they're not making these giant leaps right now. They're just making tiny tweaks to, in my opinion, the most successful platform they've ever created. It's, it's, like I said, it's an amazing platform. Um, and and I, like I said, I, I have the VXR. I've absolutely loved it. And when, this, when they first came out, with the bow, they kind of teased us on social media, saying, "Oh, mm-hmm. you know, release date this date." And I'm like, "All right, sweet. I get to see what this this new Matthews bow looks like." Because now I've, I'm, I'm for some reason a Matthews guy. I've been a Hoyt guy <laughs> my entire life, and now I shoot one Matthews, and I'm a Matthews guy. But um, I, I must be a bandwagon type of a guy. But <laughs> then they released it, and I was like, "That's the same bow." I mean, to look at it, it looks exactly the same. So, I, when, as you shot it, like, what were some of the differences that you felt in it? Um, you know, there wasn't really that much of a difference in my opinion. Some guys are saying it's a little bit smoother and, and, you know, maybe it is, maybe, you know, it's, 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 you know, if it's smoother, it's not more than 5% smoother. You know, it's, it's, it's so similar to last year's bow. What you're really going to notice is that they, uh, that they elongated the riser and what they're claiming, um, is this is Matthew saying this, right? So I don't want guys thinking that I'm bashing Matthews, right? So uh, they're saying that, you know, previously we thought that limb and um, that ATA was the stability and wide limbs was stability and aiming accuracy, but it's actually riser length. And it's like, okay, so were we wrong before or is it all that stuff now plus the riser being longer you know it's just it's just i don't i don't know i think they're just marketing i you know yeah. and they're doing a good job at it but um so this is the longest riser to axle to axle ratio they have ever created and it feels extremely stable and it has been extremely stable in my opinion like i said since the halon mm-hmm. so um you know they've 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 got they still got the fat you know, widened out limbs. They've got um, a, a longer riser on this one. They've uh, got the caged up, uh, upper and lower cage. And, um, you know, they, they've basically made the same exact bow. But if you compare the two and you get a picture side by side, or if you hold it in your hand and you look at both of them together, the V3 looks more modernized. It looks more sleek and cut down. And basically, the best way I can describe it is like, you left the uh, the, the uh, VXR in the sauna for an hour and then took it back out <laughs> and it just lost all the little tr- fat. You know, it just like mm-hmm. it trimmed itself down a little bit. And that's basically what you're looking at. So, um, yeah, far, I mean, it's it's yeah, go ahead. As far as weight goes, do you know, is the, v- is the V3 lighter than the VXR or are they pretty similar? They're they're pretty freaking similar, and I'll I'll, I'll give you the um, the numbers here in a second. But they're they're 
pretty darn similar, dude. I, I thought it would have weighed less, but it's still yeah. four and a half pounds. Uh, the, the 31 is still four and a half pounds. Oh, and man. they've been flirting with that four and a half pound mark for, you know, since the Halon. I think the Halon off the top of my head, I'm reaching back here, but it was like 4.55 pounds or something like that. So uh-huh. they've, they've been going, you know, flirting with four and a half pounds for quite a few years. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's within easily within half a pound, easily within half a pound, but I can go back and look here real quick. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, like I said, it's extremely similar. I guess that would make sense. I mean, they did kind of sleek it down a little bit, but yet they elongated the riser a little bit. So maybe you're going to add, right. you know, get a little bit of extra weight there or maybe. Um, so it makes sense for it to be that, you know, while you're looking that num that number up, um, Gary, mm-hmm. just just for maybe maybe we well and I'm not even saying maybe because I did get this kind of this comment last time from our last podcast is people mm-hmm. ask for a little bit more detail uh, I think you and I kind of brushed over a couple of things and one of the answer questions I got last time was and I think it was 28 and 31 on the VXR mm-hmm. I think the V3 is 31 and 27 ATAs correct so for for someone that's looking for a bow maybe they haven't shot bows ever in their life what's the advantages of the 31 versus the 27 that's a really good question and, and before we move on um last year's bow was one or 0.16 pounds heavier so oh, um <laughs> so i mean you're 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 close man i mean you're flirting yeah. with five yeah four and a half and and um and we'll, we'll we'll come back to that but what you're looking at here and a lot of guys they're missing a really good portion of the market for guys that like the longer axle to axle bows Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they're just inherently more stable and then they're, they're, they're just not as torquey at basic, basically is they're easier to shoot longer axle axle for a lot of guys. Yeah. Um, but the size of the cams do offer a better string angle than you would expect for having a 31 inch axle to axle or even a 27 inch axle to axle. Like the cams are absolutely monsters on these things. They're, they're pretty darn huge. And, um, you know, you're basically, your string angle is going to be steeper, uh, than a lot of guys like, and, you know, guys are going to maybe have a hard time. You're going to have to really focus on your form better and have a, a good shot execution to shoot these bows. They're very shootable. It doesn't take a lot of work, but some guys might notice a little bit of a paper tuning issue. I was just reading a thread on that today and I was like, well, you just need to learn how to hold your bow. Uh, but you know, it's just, it's just. I don't know. I I personally haven't had any problems shooting them. Um, I've actually liked the shorter models um, just as much as the longer models that they've come out with. So mm-hmm. the 27 versus the 31, they're both really shootable for me. But I'm only a 28-inch draw. If you're like a 30-inch draw or if you're shooting the V3 and you're shooting a 31-inch draw, you might not care for it so much. And some guys will. I know some guys will. But I, I think more guys would tend to gravitate for like a 34-inch 34 inch bow versus a 31 and that's how i kind of answered his question i, I try to do the best i could again self-proclaimed i do not know what i'm talking about when it comes to bows but um matthews i'd spent a lot of time shooting matthews because again i just barely bought on that vxr and, uh-huh. and when i shot the the 28 it, it was a great bow i enjoyed shooting it just as much as the the 31 um, but i did i felt like that 31 was a lot more stable and as, as i shot further distances um, in fact, I took it and shot it a hundred yards, which was pretty awesome the, mm-hmm. the day I was testing them out and, um, shooting at a hundred yards. I just felt so much more stable with the 31 versus the, the 28. But I also told that guy, I said, you know, I think if I was sitting in a tree stand a lot or in a, uh, ground blind a lot, I'd probably want the 28 just for the compact size and maneuverability of it. Plus I know I'm probably not going to shoot over, you know, 40, 50 yards out of a tree stand. So I wouldn't, you know. I, I think I could be comfortable shooting it, but um, yeah, that was kind of my yeah, answer I mean, to him. When you, when you look at Matthews, they design, they, they design their bows. In my opinion, um, they design their bows on the East coast and that doesn't necessarily reflect what we would like to see over here on the West coast. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's just, that's what you're getting blinds and tree stands and, and over here in Oregon, I would say maybe, maybe 5% of bow hunters hunt out of a tree stand. I mean, maybe, maybe more uh, if you're lucky, but, um, you know, I've never really had a problem even shooting a 32, 33 inch axle to axle, uh, you know, in tight quarters. And it's just, um, you know, there's, there's a lot more room to play, um, with the axle to axles for, for Matthews moving forward. They've been 
they've been you know last year was a was a 31 and a half and a 28 this year they're a 31 and a 27 so like i said they've been flirting with the same specs here you know just yeah. coming out with kind of a, a rehashed version of what they've been coming out with so yeah that's what you that's what you're looking at what about speed is there any difference in speed from last year to this year or even from I, from the try or the, yeah no, so the this year I, I know this off the top of my head is three forty two, and um, last year it, it was really similar to that as well. I mean, you're you've got the same cams, and you've got practically very, very, very similar brace heights, and very, very similar axle to axles, and so you know they're basically going to be shooting almost the same speeds. And I can get you the last year's um, last year's specs, but no, same cams, very similar brace heights very similar axle to axles and you're getting a very similar performing bow i almost remember i think i remember it's like three if i remember right 341 so if this year's model is 342 you're yeah you're mm-hmm. sitting right in that same ballpark yes yep 100 percent. same speed for the 27 and the 31 yeah well yeah kind of um so <laughs> The 27 only goes up to like 30 and a half inches if memory serves me. And they give the IBO if it was at um, oh, 31. So gotcha. if you look, if you go, <laughs> if you go on there, it's kind of funny how they word it. But, um, and this is just, you know, it says 342 at IBO spec, but it only goes to 30 and a half. And I'm going to, I'm going to make sure I'm telling the truth there. So, um, cause I just want to make sure I'm telling the right thing, but, um, yeah, it only goes to, excuse me, only goes to 29 and a half. So, oh. um, so yeah, I mean, but to be fair, and this is where a lot of, I lose a lot of Matthews guys is Matthews, Matthews runs long, man. The one that I measured this year was over half an inch. It was closer to running about, um, three quarters of an inch. It was, it was really close to running three quarters of an inch long. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of guys have noticed that Matthews run about a half an inch long and, um, or, or a little bit more, which is what I found this year. So when you're shooting that 29 um, and a half inch bow, you're probably actually shooting like 30 and a quarter or 30 and, you know, uh, three eighths or you're somewhere in there, you know, maybe less than three eighths, but you're shooting, you're shooting more than what you're actually set at. And that's why they feel for a lot of guys, they probably feel a little stiff uh-huh. and they probably feel a little stretched out when they're actually shooting a 28 inch draw and they have it set on 28, but yet they're actually pulling like, you know, um, maybe 25 or 28 and a half or just a little bit more mm-hmm. that's interesting i didn't know that about matthews I, i've set mine mm-hmm. up to 29 because i'm i'm pretty close 29 maybe just a little touch over so mm-hmm. it's probably shooting more like 29 and a half then i would i would put money on it interesting yep another question i had about the the new matthews they, they made a big deal out of the vxr when i bought it about this silent tech or silent oh now i can't even i well, I'm messing up the name already. Is it the dampening system or uh, oh, si- the Silent Connect system? The Silent Connect system. Did they keep that or did yeah. they fully ditch that thing? They, you know, they kept that. I'm like 99 percent sure they kept that. You know, <laughs> I I laughed at that last I year. Did I did too. Like, I took it off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, man, I'm just gonna put a carabiner on this thing, and yeah. if I need to pull it up to a tree, which I don't have a tree stand hardly ever, but. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I don't know, man. Each I, to his own. I laughed when I saw it. I was, well, because I, you know, when I bought it, they're like, "Oh yeah, it's got this new Silent Connect system." I'm like, "What is? What am I going to use that for here in Colorado?" Like, well, you know, you you hook it to your bow and you pull it up in your tree stand. I'm like, I never hunt in a tree stand, and it's kind of the first thing that I pulled off. So sorry for the yeah. Matthews guys out there that love that that new Silent Connect system. Um, I, I wondered because I felt like a lot of people. We're kind of ditching it, so I wonder if they would keep it or not. No, <laughs> they they kept it, and you know I think a lot of guys saw through that one because they're charging. I don't know what they're charging, like sixty bucks or forty bucks for paracord in a, in a in a spot to connect it. It's like, yeah. dude, the first time I ever hunted out of a tree stand, I was like, well, I'm gonna carry this thing up there, and then I'm like, I saw this little paracord dangling out of the tree, and then on on it was a was a carabiner. My buddy Brian had set that up a long time ago. I'm like. Well, you don't need all this fancy connect crap. You just put a carabiner on your cam, and then when you get up to the tree stand, you just pull it up. Like it's not freaking rocket science. I, it's <laughs> it's almost like you're trying to add value and find ways to add value to justify coming out with a new bow because yep. it's like so, you know. And I know that's maybe a little bit of a negative mind perspective at it, but I mean, I don't know one person that said, "Oh my god, game changer!" Like, right. no, not really. I mean. 
the the one thing that I did like this year is, and I, I don't even think it was actually a game changer, but they did they did change the cable um, guard and they put it to like the center guard um, technology, and it's and, and it's angled down this year. And what that's supposed to do is basically help with your tuning and add a little bit of vein clearance. Um, you know, if you're gaining an eighth of an inch, I would kind of be shocked um, if you're gaining that much from this new um, cable guard and and um, it's the to, to tell you guys exactly what it is it's the center guard cable containment and um, basically just it equalizes the angle of the cables during the draw cycle for optimum cam timing while providing additional vein clearance and so talking to a lot of Botex I just read that directly off Matthews talking nice. to a lot of Botex they never had a problem tuning or timing the Matthews in the first place uh-huh. so it's kind of like we're almost we're almost fixing an issue that wasn't even an issue we were trying to add value into this new platform, new new version of the bow we're creating, but the vein clearance, you know, that's 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 basically a side effect of having that lower, um, you know, cable containment. So, um, good idea. I thought it was pretty cool. It's 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 thinking outside the box, and it's just you know you, you can see them trying to think of stuff, and I appreciate that. It wasn't like super innovative, but I think it was you know. Like they've, they, they, like they've been saying, moving the, the needle incrementally um, with this bow, and that's just another thing that they did. And like you said, marketing. I mean, you, they've got to come out with a new bow every year. It's got to be have something different on it. So, And I agree. I mean, I, I'm kudos to them for, for trying to, yeah. to, like you said, thinking outside the box. Um, it does look a little bit different on that downward slope. I'll admit that was kind of one of the first things that I noticed mm-hmm. when they released it on Instagram. I was like, that's that's different. I wonder what that does, but it doesn't sound like mm-hmm. it's a huge game changer, but you know, like you said, the vein clearance, you know, there's, there's some advantages to it. So. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're one of those guys that's running like a super high profile vein and you're like, Oh great. You know, I'm like, I don't, yeah. I mean, if it gained you an eighth of an inch, I, I would be, I'm like, okay, yeah, I could see that. But any more than that, I'd be like, I'd be shocked. So yeah. I haven't, I haven't actually measured, you know, I should measure the difference in them and actually get a, like a, a number that I can tell people. But, um, yeah, it's, it's just those incremental tiny little update. I, I would just call it an update to the, to the VXR really is all it is. So for guys like me that have a VXR, we need to hurry and sell our bow and run by one of the new <laughs> V3s. Is that what I'm hearing from Gary? Oh, absolutely. Oh yeah. Yeah. I got some beach rent property in Arizona for you too. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, it's good to hear. I mean, and, you know, because I think the VXR was a, a pretty popular bow, uh, bow last year. I, you know, I, I talked to a lot of people that um, that did buy it, and we all love our, our VXR. And so it's, I mean, it's kind of cool mm-hmm. to see that they're making progress with it and making changes, but that it's not that big a deal if we stick with our VXR and just keep shooting it for another. Few you know, years. I. Um... You know, I've, I've had plenty of guys um, message me about this year's Matthews. What do you think? Should I sell this? Should I sell that? I'm like, dude, buy something for a hunt, like an opportunity. Go go do, you know, go buy an opportunity. Go go do something that you wouldn't have been able to do if you would have spent that extra three or $400. Um, you know, if you sold your old bow and then bought the new one, you're probably out three or 400 bucks. Go spend that on like a tag or go, go take the wife out on, you know, go do something with yeah. that money because – in my opinion, it's your money. You can spend it however you want, but you're better off spent putting that towards what you actually love doing, hunting. Like buy an extra opportunity, buy an extra day from work mm-hmm. that you can afford to take off because you didn't buy that bow. And um, every year I do a a, a community YouTube, um, basically a bow poll. And so I, I ask this year, I put Matthews, Hoyt, PSE, Bowtech, and Prime which uh which is coming out with the best bow so far and 34 percent said matthews and so um you know i'm gonna say probably 32 percent of those guys would have said matthews if they went away backwards <laughs> you know <what> i mean <laughs> exactly so I, I i'm joking here matthews guys I, I i'm kind of joking because you guys have the most loyal fan base yeah. out of any manufacturer i've ever shot or ever critiqued or ever reviewed it's like i mean a lot of guys call it a cult but the Matthews fan base is it's legit. It is very loyal. And if they, even if they went backwards or like they did this year, they kind of just went sideways and slightly, maybe half a step forward. Um, people are still going to vote that bow number one. And Hoyt came in at 30% PSE 15 and Bowtech 14. And what's really wow. fascinating is that PSE gained 4% 
Um, and this year, uh, Hoyt last year was 31%. Matthews was 24%. So, um, you know, Matthews picked up a ton of steam and Hoyt actually lost, um, 1% this year, um, on that poll alone, which to me, Hoyt was the big winner so far this year for me. So, um, just, just really kind of interesting. And that is with, um, 421 votes. So, wow. You're right, though. You know, I've been a Hoyt guy my whole life, and I, you know, I, I love that you use the word cult because, you know, I, <laughs> I love my Hoyt, and it was great. But it seems like once I switched to Matthews, like, yeah, there's like a community now with Matthews, and it is like a cult that, like, you you're a diehard Matthews and you, ride or you die. Know, yeah, exactly, exactly. Ride <laughs> or die. You don't you don't look in in the other girl's window when you got a Matthews. Yeah. you know, it, you just got that one baby, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, man. I I don't get it. I just want to shoot the best bow period. Like for me as a shooter, what compliments me and makes me the the most accurate, most efficient archer possible bow hunter deadly. Like I, that's what I want. I I don't care what name is on it. I just want it to be reliable, accurate, and just the best bow for me. And it doesn't matter what name is on it. So not everybody's like that. And that's exactly what, you know, when I, when I go to buy a new bow, that's exactly it. I'm going to shoot every single one of them. And I did last year. I shot every single one. I shot the RX4. I shot um, Prime's new one. I can't remember what it was called. But, yeah, I, I mean, I shot every single bow, and I felt like that the VXR was the one that I was going to be able to kill the best with. I shot the best with it. I, it felt best mm-hmm. in my hand. I was most comfortable with it. That's what sells me on a bow, and I think that's how most people should be. But, again the cult thing matthews it does definitely have a, a cult following yeah. and and you know that that's fine for for everybody that's that way that is perfectly fine and i feel like i'm kind of going down that road now that i have a matthews but <laughs> um, yeah i mean it, it's it's good to be passionate about something especially when you spend you know 11 1200 bucks on it mm-hmm. and 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 you you know that's your baby it's good to be passionate man i mean but when you start putting blinders on and and then just being you know just very biased that's that's when i'm like okay maybe this this is getting out of hand for you but um you know you're you're not there yet so <laughs> i'll have to worry about that have you keep me keep me out of that rut yeah <laughs> hey what about uh do, do you know much about matthews's other bows that they came out with like i think they came out with like the prima yeah on, look here prima yeah, and so, atlas anything about those that are cool so um you know they've they've been dabbling around and, and they they've had um, a good women's bow in the past. I believe it was called the Avail. Oh yeah, um, I remember that bow. Yeah, yeah. So I mean they've got they've got some good uh, other options. Um, I think other manufacturers and, and people girls really like that bow. I thought it was I thought it was just a little stiff, you know, for what it was, but it, it shot pretty quick and it was a good bow and. Um, I've got some friends that would actually buy that bow if they found one um, for a good deal. But um, I've heard really good things about the Prima, and I've heard, um, or excuse me, about the uh, yeah the Prima, and I have not heard anything about the Atlas yet. And, and I personally haven't had my hands on either of those. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the Atlas it's it's got a longer brace height. Um, it's it's kind of a long draw bow. It's up to thirty four inches. Has like a seven and three quarter inch brace height. And, um, it's, it's just a kind of like a niche bow. So the guys that are like Greg pool out there that have super long draws and, you know, or guys are just, their knuckles are dragging the ground when they're walking. Um, you know, this is the, this would be a good opportunity for them to buy a bow that would easily fit them. And, um, the IBO is not through the roof or anything on it. I mean, it's, it's, um, it's got a good IBO 350, but, um, you know, it's 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 going to be slower than than if you bought other bows and say you're like a 31 inch draw or 30 you know 31. It's going to be slower than a lot of your other bows out there, um, just because the brace brace height's so darn so darn long. But um, that would be a really good shooter for a lot of guys if you're super long. And then the Prima, um, you know, I I personally haven't shot it, but I've heard really good things about it. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. The only thing that I the only thing I would caution is that it. It does have a short brace height, and so you know that's that that doesn't lend to being very forgiving as is a as a bow. Um, it, it gives you more of a chance to screw up. Yeah, um, is basically long story short what that does. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Well, that's interesting. That's quite the quite the lineup we have from from Matthews. 
this year. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's shift gears a little bit here um, and switch to, we're going to switch teams here for a minute and and move to the, the opponent, (laughs) I guess we'll, we'll call it for this, this episode. (laughs) Um, Let's switch, let's switch to Hoyt and and talk about their new lineups. Uh, You know, I I have nothing bad to say about Hoyt. I, I, like I said, I've been a Hoyt guy (laughs) my entire life. And, and you know they're they're well followed. I mean, if you if you're a social media guy, which obviously being podcasters, we have to be social media guys as well. You know, there's a lot of big names that are shooting Hoyt bows, um. So they're legit bows. Um, I've kind of felt the same thing about them that there's not a lot of changes. But again, I'm kind of speaking out my you know what there because I I haven't shot the RX5. I did shoot the RX4, but tell us a little bit. Mm-hmm. About, let, let's start with the RX5 and then we'll we'll move into the really cool bow. Um, <laughs> but with RX five, is it is it has it much different than the RX four? Or what what are the differences there? So what you're looking at is is you're gonna no, I mean it's a it's slightly different in in the aspect of like the riser and everything. It's it's um, I, I'm just gonna be honest with you. I I personally wouldn't buy one just because a lot the luster is is worn off for me with with the RX fives. That's that's completely my opinion there. And if you got the RX five, good for you. But I can tell you that, um, you know, there, there's just Hoyt made the most changes this year. Um, however, some of the changes they made on, on their bows, I just, I don't understand what they did with, with their RX five this year. Cause it's, it's, and here's, here's my biggest gripe about it. And really my only, only gripe is you pay, um, you know, $1,700 MSRP, $1,600 around there in the shop. Um, and immediately when I see a price hike like that, my mind says, okay, so if most bows are about a thousand bucks, uh, most of them are a thousand to 1100. Is it 50 to 60% better than all the other bows available on the market? If not, it's not a good deal. If it is, Hey, maybe it's something that we need to take a look at. Is the RX-5, in my opinion, 50 to 60% better than the rest of the bows on the market? No. Um, the it, It's a carbon bow. It looks cool. It kind of has that prestige and, you know, it's it's kind of a, just a, a sexy bow. You know, yeah. it's just a, it's carbon. It's a good looking bow. Um, I will say that, you know, it it is heavy and that's my, that's my main gripe for a carbon bow. It is heavy. It's yeah. 4.4 pounds. So when you, when you think carbon, you should be, you should be kissing four pounds or under four pounds for a lot of the carbon bows out there. And if you're spending that extra five to 600 bucks, a lot of guys, it's for the carbon look. Um, it's for the carbon feel when you grab it in cold weather. And the biggest benefit is it's lighter. And it, this year it's just not lighter. It's just, it, it's, it's, 0.2 pounds lighter, you know, I mean, 0.3 pounds lighter than I think the 33, but it's just, it's 4.4 pounds and that's heavy for a carbon bow. If you look at PSE, I want to say they're like 3.9. I, you know, I'd have to go over and look at it, but you know, PSE is knocking it out of the park with the Mach 1 and it's the same price. And I personally wouldn't buy the RX-5 over the, the Mach 1 Stealth. I mean, there's just no chance of me doing that. Um, the big changes this year that all the bows got got are the binary cams, um, and I think that out of out of all the bows that I've seen this year, without shooting them all, but, but just looking at them all, um, and I have shot the Hoyts, is that Hoyt Hoyt made the biggest and best changes this year, um, in my opinion, and that is a hundred percent to do with the cams. What's your thoughts on the? isn't the sight mounting different on the Hoyts this year? Like, don't they have like a Picatinny rail or something on the front of them that you can yeah. mount your sight on? What, what's your thoughts on that? I, I love that idea. Um, back when they came out with the Hoyt, uh, with the integrated rest idea, uh, my mind immediately went to the site and I'm like, man, that would be cool if we could do that to the site. That's the first thing I thought because the site, the rest is like, okay, it's the rest. It's, it's not a lot of weight, you know, it, it, it um, it mounts into the bow, which is cool. It's a great way to upsell you to buy something more expensive that you don't really need. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, in my opinion, it was it was solving an issue that wasn't really that big of an issue. But having the sight in line with the riser instead of mounted off to the side, I'm like, as soon as I saw the rest, I'm like, we someone's got to come out with that. Yeah. And this year, you saw that. And so I think it's a great idea. I think it's really cool. I think the, the availability of sights right now sucks. <laughs> yeah, for, you know, you can't for find the many that you can use on it. 
Yeah, yeah. I imagine you know every every manufacturer right now. I think uh, Fuse and there's one other that has um, sites available for them. But yeah, I, I guarantee you, Montana Black Gold, uh, Spot Hog, all these guys are scrambling right now trying to make or get the demand out for the Picatinny front mount bracket. And uh, I think it's a great thing when you're putting weight out the front of your bow, but you're not putting it on the side of your bow. And another factor is that you can now mount your bow uh, stabilizer even closer to the riser, which is another, for me, is another benefit. Anytime you can, you can center the weight into your bow instead of having it flop off one side or the other, um, you're going to have an easier to shoot bow. It's going to be easier to level um, and, and inherently more accurate. And so I think that's, I think that's a really good, um, move and I think it's really cool. Uh, I like that idea and I'm glad somebody did it. Yeah. Talk to me about this little stabilizer that they have on them as well. I was watching uh, <laughs> a very popular hunting YouTube channel <laughs> the other day and they sure. were doing a, a bow build and I, they showed that little thing and, and what the hell is that thing? <laughs> <laughs> so it's a, called a short stop stabilizer and uh, or dampener, whatever they want to call it. But they call it the short stop, and um, a lot of guys have been calling it other inappropriate yeah, things. But I, I wanted to um, as well, but I I, was, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, you know it, it's 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 funny. I mean, I I'll give them that. I don't care, but uh, it's it really does help uh, dampen the bow, and it does help the bow aim a lot better. And I think that is that and the cam. Um, and a lot of guys are like, oh, well, they're copying, you know, the Matthews with that. And they're doing this and they're doing that. And I'm like, listen, man, everybody's copied everybody. And yep. if you want to get technical, everybody's copying Darton on most of their stuff. So let's just get past that right now. Mm-hmm. And let's just, let's just, you know, kind of look at the bows for what they are. And if we keep the mindset, we want to shoot the best bow for us, you know, like who cares who stole what, right? Cause there's hardly any original ideas out there anymore when it comes to these bows. There's, there's been a few and we've seen them this year and the front mount pink pick that you mentioned was one of them, yeah. but, um, the shortstop stab. Yeah. I mean that, that's, that's, um, you know, and me personally, a lot of guys are, are bagging on Hoyt this year cause they're like, Oh, they copied Matthews here. They copied Matthews here. And, and I, I would, I, I would win a court case saying that they copied more of PSC than anybody. So, um, I guarantee you I could put up a better argument for that. But um, back to the shortstop stab, that's a great idea. Putting the um, the, the weight kind of down below the handle there is going to really help with the aimability of the bow and the stability of the bow. They have that shock pod down there as well, which mm-hmm. straight up, that's a Matthews. I mean, that, that's Absolutely. what Matthews did. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the, it's, it's, it's probably – it is the best carbon bow they've come out with yet. So if you were going to get – you know, an RX4, RX5, or any of the other versions, um, this one is going to be my favorite automatically because of the cams and because of the shortstop on the bottom and having the option to even mount something down there. It's it's inherently going to be, it's going to feel better to you straight up. Um, that's that's all it is there. That's basically brass tacks. So, okay. Well, yeah, and like I said, I saw it, and I thought, again, Here's that Matthews Colt seat coming out at me now. I saw that. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, that looks very similar to what my Matthews has <laughs> on it as uh-huh. well. And, you know, I'm going to be completely honest with you. So my, my previous Hoyt didn't have that on it. And I did notice when I shot that Matthews last year, like, that that does. Uh, the aiming and, and all that, it does make it more yeah. stable. It dampens in my hand. You know, it, I mean, it, it just worked very well. And I was like, oh, that's, that stupid little thing that sticks out down there really does work. And so I, I honestly actually was pretty happy to see that on these Hoyts. I think it does make a difference. So a hundred percent. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to actually have tests coming out here very soon that, um, it's going to be, um, basically, I don't know what the term is for it, but you're going to be able to see the, the actual data of how the bows hold and how they perform on the shot. And you you can compare comparatively actually contrast that to other bows. So I'll be shooting the RX5, the Ventum, and the um, V3 against each other here very soon with a device that I can track the recoil, the shot, the draw cycle, the aim, of, the stability on the shot, and how's how you know how does the bow aim? I'll be able to track that and actually show you real time what that bow is doing for me as a shooter, and basically have real world data in areas that we've never had before. So, um, you know, and, and I think that you're going to see, you know, that Matthews and Hoyt are 
going to be very, very close this year. And prior to this, they haven't been. Matthews has been kicking them in the nuts. And, mm-hmm. and, and you know, I said this in my video is that, you know, somebody had to come to Jesus meeting with the engineers and the marketing team at Hoyt. You know, basically somebody said to somebody that, hey, man, we got an ugly baby and we got to change it. And they did. They, they gave that bow a lot of upgrades this year. And the big one I'm telling you right now is the cams. Yeah. Tell me about those cams. I mean, I, I know you, you kind of touched on the binary cams. Um, it, it, maybe try to break it down into to layman's terms of, you know, if, if there is that guy that's out there looking for a, a bow, whether it be the the Ventum or the RX-5 or whatever, like what what's so special about that that you're loving? Well, it's, it's inherently more smoother. And let's go back to what they were shooting. They were shooting a cam and a half or what a lot of guys would refer to um, a hybrid cam kind of like a happy medium cam but um and and they've yoke tuned in the past for tuning and stuff like that i'm a big fan of yoke tuning i think it's easier than using shims Mm -hmm. that's the only drawback in my opinion to this cam but some guys would come back and argue that that says well once you have it set you forget and you just don't have to worry about it which in my um experience with my pse with shims has been pretty darn true. Um, I, I, I did have a little bit of mid-season tuning that was going on, but I, I dropped my bow and a few other things. and So I can't blame it on the cams or the shims or anything because I don't know for sure what was going on. But um, I can tell you that you know it is inherently more locked in, kind of like once it's tuned, it's tuned kind of thing, um, which is nice. But it is a little bit tougher to get it there. Um, it'll take you a little bit more. It took you a little bit longer. It's just not you know adding a twist in or out of a cable. It's it's actually taking the axle out, swapping where the shims are, and then placing everything back in together. In all in all, it probably takes you an extra five or ten minutes. So, um, a, a binary. You've got PSE. Um, you've got um, Bowtech, and now you've got Hoyt, and they're all shooting. Um, relatively they all feel really similar nowadays it's kind of funny um so but yeah a a binary cam is gonna be smooth it's gonna feel really good on the the draw um it offers good speeds it's it's you know if you like shooting bowtech or if you like shooting the pse the last few years you're gonna like this year's hoyts it's just they're they're gonna be very similar the same feel um i can tell you right now this has been my favorite hoyt that i've ever shot period any of them this year and it's all because of, of the cam system, and, and it just feels really good. I like binary cams. I think they feel great. So yeah. that's just you know, my preference as a shooter, though. You know, it's like it's like buying a brand-new truck right now. You go buy a Chevy, you go buy a Ford, you go buy a Dodge. They're all going to drive pretty similar. They're all going to be super smooth and super nice, and I, I think that's kind of what you're getting now with everybody with a lot of these people moving to these binary cams. They're all going to be smooth. They're all going to feel very similar. Yeah, and, and you know, binary cams aren't, new it's just you know some manufacturers claim that this was the best you know matthews aka solo cam and um <laughs> you know i mean and and look what they're shooting now and and basically it's just um you know it's just you know companies making changes that when when they absolutely have to and i think hoyt was probably getting their ding dings kicked the last few years i think they were losing market shares they were losing shooters like dudley um, and, and they, they just, they, they really did have to make a change this year, in my opinion, in order to stay competitive. Cause they weren't, and they hadn't been since, um, you know, I, I wasn't a fan of the defiant series. Um, and so I haven't been on board with, with Hoyts for, I don't know how long ago that was five years, six years ago. So yeah. I haven't been, I haven't been a fan of their bows for quite some time. And I bought the RX one when it came out strictly because the only reason is I wanted carbon. I yeah. ignored everything else. And so. You know, it's, it is what it is. One thing that I really do like is I like a solid back wall. I shoot a hinge. Um, a lot, some guys like, um, a different feeling on a, on a back wall. So if, if you've shot Hoyts in the past and you've like, man, the sponge the spongy give feeling on the back wall. Um, that's not really there anymore. It's got a really nice solid back wall. I like that as a shooter. Um, I feel like I just, I'm not, you know, lose, I'm not losing my draw, my, my anchor when I'm, when I'm shooting with back tension i can just i can feel that i'm on the back wall and then i'm executing the shot um i really like that and that's one thing that i've really have not liked in the past with the hoyts is that it's just a sponge of a back wall and they got rid of that with this cam too i'm glad you touched on that because actually that that question popped in my mind when you were talking earlier is i wanted to ask about that back wall and so i'm glad that that's that's much improved on this 100 percent oddly enough you know as i've been watching social media 
I don't see many of the RX-5s in, in people's hands. Most of the people that are big Hoyt guys are actually shooting the Ventums. Why, why is that? I think, uh, well, I, I don't see Cam Haynes shooting it anymore, do you? <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, I think people are realizing that, you know, the the benefit, you know, the bow is not more accurate. It's not, it doesn't perform better. It, there's, there's really, and it's, it's, it's an aesthetic value and it's a, um, supposed to be lighter. Well, it's supposed to be lighter. And, and right now you're not getting that you're getting the aesthetic, you're getting the warm feeling when it's cold outside, but you're losing the weight reduction and there's no extra performance there. The IBOs are, the cams are the same. The brace heights are really sim- similar, practically the same. Um, the weights are really similar, same cams. I mean, it's just why? I mean, I think a lot of guys are trying to start and ask that question. Why would I? You know, mm-hmm. I think that's what you're getting. Yeah. With the, and we didn't even touch on this on the RX5s, but are there different ATAs? Can you get different sizes on them? And same yeah, the good question. Yeah, so the Carbon RX-5 Ultra is a uh, 34-inch axle axle, and you know they, they, they elongated the um, the brace height to seven inches, which that's going to be a really sweet heart to shoot. It's yeah. it's a carbon bow. It's a carbon bow. It's 4.6 pounds. <laughs> so you know it's it's heavy. That is it's heavy. heavy. Yeah, uh, for a carbon bow, that's that's you know that is basically an anchor for a carbon bow. Man, oh, that's that's normal for an aluminum bow nowadays. So does the Ventum also um, but, have different uh, the other uh, one, ATAs as well? Yeah, yeah, they do. They, the RX five regular carbon oh, is going to be a 30, 30, a thirty inch axle to axle and four point four pounds. And so, um, but yeah, so you're going to have a Ventum thirty, and um, you're going to, uh, and then you're going to have like a Ventum twenty seven if I if memory serves me. Okay. Um, but yeah, they're they're basically a thirty and uh, let's see the, the other one is a twenty seven, like ninety nine percent sure. But um, yeah, in 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 my opinion, it's been one of the best shooting bows I've shot. It's excuse me, it's a thirty and a thirty three. I was oh, thinking um, Matthews there for a second, but um, and these are some of the best shooting bows I've shot in a long time through Hoyt. And to be honest with you, it feels like a lot of the other bows sh- feel right now. So it's like it's like they caught back up is basically what they did um same ibo speeds because it's this you know same cam same brace heights pretty much 4.6 pounds for the venom 30 um and you know the venom 33 is uh you know 4.7 pounds and six and three eighths um brace height so it's you know very shootable bows this year instead of having to cam another benefit to these cams is instead of changing um you know between a number two and a number three cam if you're like a on, on the edge of one of those draw lengths, it's about a 28 and a half or 29. If you're on the edge of one of those cams, you'd have to, you know, go up to like a 29 and a half. You'd have to shoot like a number three cam. Oh. Um, this year it's, they have two different modules. So you don't have to do all those. Um, you don't have to do all those cam swaps or anything. If you're trying to get a different draw length, um, or if you're outside the draw length adjustability on, on number two or the number three. So they have a uh, module this year, which I like, but, um, and they're claiming, they're claiming that this isn't true, but the, uh, the, you're losing quite a bit on the bottom end of the modules. And they said that that wasn't going to be an issue when it's, it's an issue with mods, you lose efficiency and, yeah. and this isn't, this isn't any different. Gotcha. Interesting. You know, it's funny how you're talking about like the Matthews and how they're really focused on the, the Eastern hunters, the Eastern East coast, um, folks. And then you, mm-hmm. I'm just looking at the Hoyts models, and it really is. You can tell they're they're more tailored for a, a Western hunting with the, you know, that Ultra that's 34 ATA. I mean, that's that's a a big stable bow. You feel like you can you can shoot that a ways. Yeah, and you know the Venom 33. God, that was a shooter, but the Venom 30 was sure nice. And um, you know, if you look at a lot of their pro staff, um, you know, you've got Cameron Haynes, and you've got. Joe Rogan, the bro guys, Hushin, all these are giant Western hunting guys. I mean, it's just, it just kind of makes sense. I mean, Matthew sponsors a lot of different kind of folks too, I understand, but um, it just seems like Hoyt is more predominantly, you know, they sponsor the, um, some of the film festivals, Western, you know, like the Western side hunting film festivals. Mm -hmm. They sponsor a lot of those and it's just, 
they have, and I say this every year, Hoyt has some of the best ground game out there. They've, they've got so many of the big personalities in the hunting industry. It's crazy. Um, and it's just, it just, you know, I, I think they cater more. I agree with you. I think they cater more to Western hunting than, than Matthews does for sure. Yeah, definitely. Hey, I want to go back to one thing real quick. And I was going to ask this earlier and I'm sorry for all the <laughs> listeners out there. We're going to kind of go way back here. Um, with that, that short stop, is that something that can be a, like, can you change that out for different sizes? Um, well, you could put a different stabilizer on there. Um, the, the short stop itself is just basically, um, a tiny little stabilizer with weights on the end. So, I mean, if you wanted to put more weights on there, I imagine you, you could, I would probably, me personally would just put a, uh, stabilizer on that bottom bracket and call her good. Okay. Um, I, I, you know, and this is where you start seeing similarities with the PSC and I can get into this real quick and and make my make my case here you know psc last year i think it was they came out with that bottom stabilizer bracket yeah. and inherently i love the way the bow held more with a stabilizer in that bottom bracket it just felt better um same kind of concept that's going on with like the synergy prime synergy series you know where they have um the weights just right in the center of the riser and so it just feels like really stable platform um, that's kind of what Matthews and PSE and all these Hoyt, that's kind of what all those guys are chasing without actually making the riser and the handle in the middle of the synergies uh, or in the center of the riser like the synergy did. So they're kind of getting that same feel without the same design. And so, you know, synergy was probably the most stable platform I've ever, I've ever shot. Um, I was inherently way more accurate with that bow than any other bow I've ever shot. But um, these other bows with the design and where they're putting the weights and the stabilizer brackets like the venom 30 or the venom series or the you starting with the nxts on pse they're inherently more stable i mean it feels so much better and so you can leave that on there um you know your your stabilizer technically if you look at where the stabilizer bracket is below the grip uh-huh. um you'd probably have to have you know a good four to six inches to get to where that shortstop is you know, and, and it just, I don't know. I, I, I like the way it feels. I, I imagine some guys are just going to roll with that shortstop and not even put a stab on there. I can see that happening. Wow. I guess. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's putting the weight in the right places. So yeah, it I, is. I, I could see that working and yeah, not needing a huge stab, especially for hunting purposes. I guess if you're target shooting, you still probably want that long stab out there, but yeah, that for hunting purposes, yeah. I could see that too. People just leaving it as it is and, and go hunting. Yeah, I mean, it is, like I said, it, it's a very stable platform the way that it is with that shortstop on there. And, you know, if if you did want to – what I would personally do is I would I would shoot it with it on there and then I'd take like an 8 or 10-inch stab and I'd put it below the upper bracket. I'd screw it in there, shoot it for a few at 20 yards or 30 yards, whatever your shop has, and then I'd take it off and then I'd shoot it on the bottom bracket um, with a 10, eight or 10 inch stabilizer and see what the difference is and just see what you think feels. It's going to be almost like shooting a different bow because it just, it's just going to aim different for you. And when you're testing these bows out and shooting these bows, these are things that, I mean, these are things that you should be testing. You shouldn't just be going there shooting a bare bow without a sight on it and just saying, Oh wow, the draw feels great. Well, there's so much more that you should be looking at just besides the draw. Yeah, you want that bow set up as much as you possibly can and then change that 100%. setup several times to make sure you get what you're really looking for. That's you know, that's the way that I would that I would buy a bow and that's the way that I would prefer that they sold bows, you know. Yeah, well, you think about it, you know, you talked about the price points on some of these bows, the Hoyts being 16-1700, most other bows being around that $1000 mark. You're spending a lot of money on these bows. To fork out that money, take the time, go to the shop and and I've never seen a shop that's not willing to do what really whatever you want to do to that bow to get it to, to feel how you want to do it. So so test it in a bunch of different forms. A hundred percent. And the aluminum bows this year uh, for Hoyt are MSRP of 1200 or oh. you know probably 1100 in your shop. But the carbon bows, are or that's the $1,600, $1,700 price range that you're going to be seeing there. And uh, don't buy that bow. So <laughs> <laughs> I personally wouldn't. Yeah, so, yeah. And actually, you know, I know we're going to do this in a two-part series, so maybe don't comment on the other bows that we're going to talk about later. But if if you uh-huh. had to pick out of all these bows that we've talked about tonight, uh, is it is the Ventum your bow? Um, it would probably be so far, um, based off of what I've shot, which is only the Matthews and the PSC or the Matthews and the Hoyt. I would choose the Hoyt, and I'd probably choose the Hoyt either one. I'd probably choose the Hoyt thirty, just because um, I would shoot it. Um, 
I, I, and not even, I mean, it's got a six and inch, six and one inch brace, one eighth brace height, which I love. Um, it's a little heavy, uh, but you know, it's, it's a sweetheart to shoot and I would shoot it faster than the 33, not that speeds everything, but, um, it would fit inside my SKB <laughs> to <laughs> have a short, really short, uh, hard case that I haven't been able to put a bow in for a few years. Cause I bought it when I had a, um, the Halon and, and that bow was fairly short, but, yeah, just put the budget, um, put the budget bow in it. it. It deserves that case. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I, the budget bow is my bow, my bow fishing bow now. <laughs> oh, is it? Nice. Yeah, that's what I should do with yeah. my tricon is make it into a bow fishing bow. Dude, yeah, just tr- crank the poundage down to as low as it'll go because you don't want to break your bow fishing knocks and yeah. uh, and let her rip. Because I won't sell this bow to anybody because it's blown up on me three times. Oh so it's gosh. not like I want to sell it to anybody. You know, I don't want to sell somebody a lemon, but yeah. Um, yeah, so right now it'd probably be the Venom 30, and honestly, I'm not probably going to switch this year because my Evoke 31 feels a really similar to yeah. the Venom series this year, and it's kind of funny how they're both binaries. My Evoke 31 is a 31-inch ATA. It's like a 6-inch six brace height or 6 and a quarter somewhere in there, and it's the same about the same speeds. I mean, it's practically a Hoyt, you know, the way it sits right now. It might have a little bit stiffer draw, but um, it it shoots really well. It's super stable, and it feels a lot like the Venom series does this year. So there's no really need for me to even switch. And I'm keeping that Hoyt or that excuse me. I'm keeping that PSE uh, Evoke 31 another year unless the Bowtech absolutely screams at me this year to buy me. But I I don't see it doing that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm I'm excited to talk about those bows as well because and I've got a lot of you know the PSE is getting a lot. A lot of attention nowadays especially because yeah because Dudley is over there and um man they're making some drastic changes so I'm excited to, to talk about that one as soon as you uh get a chance to to shoot it um so I'm excited to talk about these bows coming up but I I appreciate your information on the Matthews and the Hoyt was there anything that we we missed that you wanted to touch on Garrett um you know the the the, the let-offs are very similar for the Hoyt and the Matthews yes. they come in 80 and 85 um the the Hoyt basically straight up ripped off the let-off uh, adjustment for from PSE so um <laughs> it's it's like one screw and it has two settings where PSE has one screw and three different settings so you get 80 85 and 90 with P or with the math with the Hoyt there it is you only get 80 versus 85 and so um, the, the Hoyt and the, um, the Matthews are so similar spec this year that if you shot the 30 versus the 31, um, that'd be a really fair comparison, but you're probably going to have, like we discussed earlier, put the Matthews a half inch shorter just to get the same feel. Mm-hmm. Um, or else if you don't do that, you're going to f- shoot a bow that's a little long for you and it's going to feel stiffer. Um, and the Matthews is stiffer either, anyways, but you're going to make it feel even more so. But um, shoot them all, guys. And, you know, hopefully I didn't burn anybody too hard on this podcast. I'm, you know, I, I give it out to all the all the manufacturers when when it's well deserved. And and um, you know, I think I haven't said this in probably five years. Hoyt did a good job this year. They made the biggest and best changes out of any manufacturer that I've seen. And um, you know, I would like shoot them all. And I wish that. I wish that, you know, people could do blind shooting tests when buying a bow because I think they'd be shocked at which one they choose if they uh, if they were, you know, brand specific. So You just made a whole lot of Hoyt guys very happy with that comment. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, enjoy it because it might not last. We'll see what come out next year. <laughs> I was going to say, we'll, we'll see what happens next. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, uh, I appreciate you having me, man. And I enjoy talking bows, and and hopefully uh, you'll have me back on so we can finish the conversation with the uh, PSE and the Bowtech. Absolutely, yeah. Like I said, I'm excited to do that conversation. We'll get that part two out to you guys um, pretty quickly as soon as possible so that, you know, I I know a lot of people are thinking about hunts right now. I know, like, uh, Utah's application period is open right now. Everybody's trying to decide what they're going to do. And, and so for those people that draw an archery tag, you want to know about bows and if you're, if you're in the market for a new bow, which one you should go for. And so we'll try to get that out to you guys as, as soon as possible. Um, and I'll let you guys all know when that is released, but look forward to that. A lot of great information in this podcast. You know, guys, if there's something that we breezed over, um, that you felt like you wanted more information, um, I'm going to speak for Garrett here, but and myself, if you guys have questions, reach out to us. We're we're more than happy to 
to answer questions. Obviously, if I can't answer it, I'm going to be calling Garrett and saying, Garrett, what is going on here and how do I answer this question? <laughs> but Garrett, yeah. actually, if people need to reach out to you, what is the best way? Is Instagram the best way to get to um, you? Yeah, Instagram is, is – and I, I try and be as quick as I can be on the responses. Sometimes guys barely finish writing the message before I get back to them. And, and, um, and so I'm, I'm, ex- I'm, I, yeah, I'm extremely responsive when I, when I can be. And so that's uh, on point with Garrett Weaver, all one word. Um, if you want to do it through Facebook, that's fine. Um, sometimes they go to the junk box and I don't see them. Um, but uh, Instagram is the best way you can get a hold of me on YouTube as well through a comment. I look at all the comments. I shouldn't probably, but I do. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'm, I, I try to be extremely accessible. So, um, whether you think it's a stupid question or you, whether you think it's a, it's a bad question or a good question, just, you know, I, I'm here to help, man. And if I, I usually stay up until midnight every night answering questions or watching a TV show with my wife. So, um, you know, hit me up whenever you, whenever you need, and, and I'll try and get back to you as soon as I can. Sounds good. And I'll link, uh, down in the show notes for everybody that's listening, I'll, I'll link Garrett's, uh, YouTube channel. Um, so you can click on that, check out any videos. And like I said, you know, when I have questions with my bow or setup or, um, and he does a lot of reviews, not just on bows, but arrows and sights. And I mean, just yeah. every component of, of bows and, and actually a lot of different things. Um, I, I go to Gary's channel quite often just to kind of help answer some of the questions <laughs> well, I that, that I have. Yeah, yeah, no problem, man. So so guys, I'll put a, a link to the to that in the show notes so that you guys can go check that out. And again, reach out if you have any questions. So Garrett, appreciate your time, man. I will let you back to your evening. Um, and just, yeah, appreciate the information. Yeah, I, I got to go lose this uh, beer beer belly, man. So I'll, I'll let you get going here, and then we'll reconnect here when I get my hands on these other bows. All right, sounds good. Go get on that treadmill. <laughs> Thanks, man. See ya. All right, see you, buddy. Bye.